Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio. Welcome to our weekly marriage hour today on Trending. We are talking everything from chastity, being the marrying type, not the marrying type, cheating, so much today on today's show. We're also taking your questions related to abortion. Are there any arguments that you perhaps find are compelling in favor of abortion that you might find difficult to answer? You find yourself stumped, you're completely pro-life, but don't know how to respond. Happy to take them today on Trending the Numbers 1-888-914-9149. You can also ask your question now on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We put that question up. Happy to answer it. Just follow me at Timmery, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E on social media. And who knows, you might find a cute baby photo or two there of my little girl. We have been having, talk about kind of a marriage moment for just a second. We've been having a very difficult couple weeks with my little one. We had first time experience for me of having kind of a bad experience of having a kid that was really, really, really not disciplined and just poorly behaved around my my kid for too long and now my kids picked up on the shrieking and the lack of sharing and I'm being yelled at and being told no and mine and shrieking fits that weren't there before until this prolonged period of time with this kid and it has been really really difficult and trying my patience. And of course, everyone doesn't want to take ownership for their own kids' behavior. I'm not saying that all my kids' problems are because of this little child that was a terror around her. But man, it's incredible to see how easily influenced children are by their peers. And I think that that's been a big Uh, learning lesson for me. I I know that we talk about this as a culture, that who we associate, what we spend time around, how we choose to speak, how others speak around us really does influence us. I know there's a, a study done that the five people that you spend the most time with are essentially who you are, who you become. And it's true. And I mean, with little kids, they're so easily influenced, but so are we as adults. And I think that that's such a stark reminder for us in today's culture, especially as I was looking at So you can pray for me as I'm dealing with a terrorist of a child for a moment. I know I'm going to get some terrible calls on that for calling my child that, but sometimes they are, both my kid and others. Let's be real, especially sometimes when you're at church. Uh, But here's the deal. I was thinking about this 
easy influence we have on one another, not just kids to each other, but us adults. And sometimes it's easy for us to say, oh, I'm stronger than that. I'm not that easily influenced. It's okay if I watch that show that has incredibly inappropriate and highly pornographic content because, and I can see it not really be phased by it. Or, you know, I'm okay watching shows like, I remember everyone used to make the argument about how funny and great Modern Family was, and, you know, they weren't influenced by it, and lo and behold, public opinions have shifted over the last 10 years in particular surrounding LGBTQ ideologies, and... Well, I think a lot of people who said they were against various ideas have watched shows for years that upheld LGBTQ lifestyles and so-called quote-unquote modern family makeups that are now being approved of in homes that otherwise upheld the Judeo-Christian reality of human flourishment and human marriage, that is, that marriage belongs between one man and one woman, that a child has a natural born right to a mother and father. These were ideas we believed in. Ideas such as if you got someone pregnant outside of wedlock, you do the right thing and you get married. And all of these things were ideas that we understood, not just within the context of Christianity, but in even if you do historic studies, it's fascinating to see that in every culture, there's been some form of of marriage, and marriage to uphold two things in particular, to regulate the relationship between husband and wife, providing a committed long-term relationship for life, and second, a regulated environment for a child to have that right, that protection, and that love of his or her mother and father. And I find all of this fascinating because, again, as a society, we are in many respects falling away from what we were taught as children, what we witnessed in our homes, or maybe what we didn't witness in our homes. But one thing is certain, and that is this trend that we're seeing of people saying, I'm not really the marrying type. I think, uh, actually, someone I went to school with, small Catholic university, uh, coming from a great Catholic family, and I remember this guy told me a few years ago on social media when he was disagreeing with something I had posted, when I was talking about how few and fewer millennials were getting married, he said, I really think that we finally just evolved. He said, we as humans finally recognize that we no longer need a marriage. We've evolved beyond marriage. Hey, maybe evolution explains transgenderism. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But sometimes I like to make that joke that when Bruce Jenner came out, hey, he didn't transition. He just evolved. According to our current mindset, though, that's in a certain respect how people think. Get with the times. Things change. We adapt. But does human nature change? Are we happier or even happy when we say just get with the times and adapt? Why has the Catholic Church since its inception for over 2,000 years now, building on thousands of years of Judaism, continue to uphold fundamental ideas since the dawn of creation about who the human person is and what we are created for? and how this functions within the context of marriage. These are topics we are diving into today with relation to marriage, and all of this really sparked my intrigue 
especially in light of the rumors that were coming out over the last couple of weeks about Barcelona star Gerard Piquet and singer, as we know her, hips don't lie, Shakira. Reports were coming out over the last few weeks, rumors about a split, and even shocking cheating allegations. None of the allegations have been confirmed as to why the couple split, but it's really interesting. If you didn't know this, Shakira and Gerard Piquet never actually got married. They've been together for about a decade now, and actually more than a decade, almost 12 years And these two never married, had two children. The Colombian singer, 45 years old, confirmed that she is no longer, over the last week she confirmed this, that she's no longer with her Barcelona star football, soccer, whatever you call it, 35 years old. Yeah, he's 10 years older than, or younger than her. No longer with the soccer star, we'll call him Gerard Piquet. Now, They have been dating for, again, over a decade, almost 12 years. The couple, again, never officially married. They had two children together. And reports, again, now confirm they indeed have split up. Now, what's interesting about this isn't so much the gossip that could be a part of the story, and that is, as the main allegation of rumor goes, people believe or are claiming in Barcelona, a lot of the tabloids there, that uh, that the pop sensation walked in on Gerard Piquet uh, cheating on her. And that she then went and proceeded to kick him out, and he's been living in his bachelor pad, parting it up for in the meantime. Again, all allegations, all rumor, if we really find out why the couple split, I don't know if we will. But here are the facts that I think are interesting. They had a unique relationship. As we know, Gerard Piquet and Shakira determined, in particular, it sounds like coming from the mouth of Shakira, that she really wasn't the marrying type. She didn't want to get married. They had an unconventional relationship, intentionally choosing not to marry, not that they were delaying it or just not making the commitment. She didn't want to get married. She didn't want to be viewed as his wife. She wanted to be viewed as his girlfriend. And she said she wanted to continue to keep him on his toes, whatever that means. We'll talk about that in just a minute. It's interesting because I was listening to an interview with Gerard Piquet, and he was asked about being denied possibly multiple times when he's proposed. But Piquet revealed that he has always been happy with the state of their relationship and had no desire to propose and alluded to and tried to make it seem very clear that he never has proposed. Now, interestingly, in a 60 Minutes interview, Shakira said that she, she said, I don't want Gerard to see me as the wife. I'd rather him see me as his girlfriend. I find this really interesting. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts because a lot of people will say they're not the marrying type, yet they are interested in long-term committed relationships, open relationships, some form of, I guess we could argue, serial monogamy because not necessarily long-term monogamy because there's nothing really holding it together. And when it ends, it fizzles while you go on to the next new thing. So that is serial monogamy, essentially. Uh, But hey, we have to at least acknowledge it for what it is. But what's interesting is that I think that what Shakira is outright and forthcomingly saying about not wanting to be seen by Gerard as the wife, 
and that she always wants him to see her as a girlfriend, she's actually vocalizing something that in some respects, I think a lot of people would agree with or stand by. It gives us a little bit of a glimpse into where she's coming from. And if you have a take on this, I am curious. I would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a friend, maybe you yourself, or maybe even an adult child of yours who's saying they're not the marrying type, they don't believe in marriage. Would love to hear your thoughts or concerns. The number is 1-888-914-9149. Okay, I think Shakira in part is saying that she always wants to be viewed as the girlfriend and never as the wife because Here's something that's really, really factual when it comes to relationships where people move in with each other when they live together. That is that in those relationships, people say, and it's statistically proven, and maybe you've experienced this yourself, that you can never fully be yourself. When you're in a situation where you are living with a person you're dating without being married to them, You're always being kept on your toes. Now, don't get me wrong. In a certain respect, being kept on your toes is a good thing. We should always be polite and thoughtful and extra loving. But at the same time, there needs to be a level of no longer fearing when the other person is just going to leave. Some of what's seen in studies about people who move in together show that when you move in together, not only does it keep you always on your toes, but you're never quite yourself. And in fact, when it comes to arguments and disagreements, you're actually often willing to try and resolve the situation give in or cave without actually resolving the situation because you're just trying to keep the stability a false sense of stability because you don't actually have the stability of a long-term committed relationship with the, under the umbrella. Sure, you could argue it's an umbrella, or we could say the covenant, the sacrament of marriage. Because marriage believes in fidelity. We say this at the altar and we should mean it till death do us part. In the Catholic Church, our marriage bonds are unbreakable. If your marriage is indeed a valid marriage, you are married and you are married for life. And the only thing that can get you out of that, sorry, hun, is death. Now, again, some people try to pop one off in order to end that. That's one way. But again, it's interesting because years ago that there would be allegations about someone killing their spouse more so out of a means of escaping a relationship. Today, it's not something heard as such because today it's culturally acceptable to just leave. And so I think that all of this is really interesting. What Shakira is saying was saying she'd rather be a girlfriend, always a girlfriend, and never be viewed by now ex-boyfriend, the baby daddy of two of her children, Gerard Piquet. She's saying this because she wants Gerard Piquet to always, or she wanted him to always try and please her, to always be on his toes. But what she didn't realize is that he would never fully be himself. And it would be out of risk that indeed one day he would leave, or perhaps he would even cheat, as the rumor goes. She also said, and again, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Are you perhaps not the marrying type, or maybe have a friend or an adult child who says they're not the marrying type? The number is 1-888-914-9149. Another thing that I already alluded to that Shakira said is that she wanted to keep Gerard Piquet on his toes. Should I want him to think that anything's possible depending on behavior? First of all, 
This is highly manipulative. So what she's saying is, I'm hanging a carrot over your head, and I will only stay with you based on your behavior. Well, hmm, yes, we should have expectations and expect people to behave well in relationships. But Shakira, hello, by your insistence on not having a committed, faithful, forever relationship, and your insistence on not being called a wife, and not allowing the father of two of your children to propose to you, well, in doing so, she's actually saying that some behavior is okay, and that this relationship could possibly, most likely does have an expiration, and it's all dependent, honey, on how you behave. Radically different from the understanding of Christian marriage that we are faithful. And yes, people make mistakes in marriage. And yes, sometimes as horrible as sometimes a spouse even cheating. But guess what? Even in the Catholic Church, that's not grounds for divorce. People making mistakes and doing terrible things does not allow one spouse to leave the other or vice versa. And that's what's so difficult about marriage. This is why the apostles, when Jesus Christ himself was saying that marriage is indissolvable, since the beginning, it's always been male and female. Well, the apostles themselves said, this is hard to hear. Who would get married then? He said, indeed, for some, marriage isn't for them. And so this is where I think we find ourselves as a culture with the people such as Shakira being so willing to talk about how she always wanted to keep Gerard Piquet on his toes. Didn't want him to, she wanted him to think that anything was possible dependent on his behavior. She set herself up as well as him, but especially herself, for the possibility of heartbreak, for no permanent, clear, absolute commitment. She set herself up for a broken relationship to be shown before her children and before her children, before the world. And she also set herself up for cheating because there's nothing confirming their commitment. Now, some people will argue that marriage is just a piece of paper or an empty promise because perhaps that's what you've witnessed in your own experience. But the reality is, is that when you enter into marriage, both agreeing to that commitment that marriage is for life. When you enter into that marriage before our Lord Jesus Christ before the altar, before the sacrament of our Lord Jesus Christ, truly present there in the tabernacle. When you have your witnesses, when you have that community of the church filling the room, you are making a vow before God and in front of these people who are meant to help hold you accountable and build up your marriage in good times and in bad, calling you back into your mission as you struggle. That's what we're called to. That's why marriage is a public event. Anyone is actually allowed to show up at a wedding. That's always been historically, especially within the Catholic Church's understanding, something because marriage is something that impacts the community and the community is meant to support and encourage and beckon on. And this is why I ask, what happened to Shakira? What happened? She had a Catholic upbringing. She went to Catholic school. Her father, yes, had a second marriage. I don't know all the details, but her parents who had her have always stayed together. So is it the culture that has influenced her, her upbringing? What is it that made that change in her life? You're listening to Trending with Tim Ray here on Relevant Radio. Again, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, we just had a great call that I wanted to take that was really fascinating about not being the marrying type. I Okay, Jack is back. Ja- Jack from Austria? 
the county of Austria or the country of Austria? We'll have to get this right. Jack, welcome to Trending. Where are you from, first of all? So I'm, I'm originally from America. I have residency in Austria. And I, I'm in Morocco right now. And Morocco is, it is illegal for gay marriage. Gay marriage is illegal in Morocco. Interesting. Okay. And just about. a reminder, if you have the um, the radio on in the background, please make sure it's on mute. So you say that you called in saying that you're also not the marrying type. Can you share with us a little bit as to why? Yeah. So I um, I think a lot of reasons. My, my lifestyle is very all over the place. I, I move around a lot. Um, I'm a touring musician for hire. And I... Uh, I'm, I'm gay. So those are two things that really like don't like coincide with being in Europe and all the different marriage laws. And then also being on the road constantly. It's just, it doesn't fit my lifestyle. I don't think. Interesting. And where you're currently at, you said Morocco marriage between two people, the same sex is currently illegal, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I get, I get, multiple men a week. I, I am very active, but I don't see the point in marrying any of them, even though if I have a good connection with them, because I'm going to be out of the country within the next month. So it sounds like you're not interested in marriage because you're not interested in a long-term relationship. Would you want to marry even if you were? Um. Maybe, maybe I don't. I don't think so. Though I, I, I enjoy meeting new people constantly. I think it's a, it keeps me on my toes. It's very fun and exciting, kind of like how Shakira said. No, I grew up in the dancing world. I have a lot of friends who, like yourself, experience same-sex attraction, and I found it fascinating that before, at least here in the United States, um, marriage legally um, on, through the state view was legalized between men and women. A lot of my friends who lived a gay lifestyle actually weren't interested in marriage. They actually believed that marriage was something that was meant to be between one man and one woman, and that was meant to be within the context of having children as well. Do you think that's part of the reason why you're not interested in what you view as the commitment of marriage? I think so. Yeah, I think I think um, it, it, I think marriage kind of holds the stigma of settling down and and being in one place with one person and and creating something uh, permanent and 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 not mobile. And I think, I mean, I think both for the gay community and for myself as someone who travels constantly, I think those are two things that kind of can relate to that. Where you need something that can, I don't know, you need to be able to be. Uh, malleable and to be able to move around and and I don't think marriage works with that. Do you think you have a fear of commitment or do you, would you say it's just your lifestyle of being a musician who's on the road? I, I have a huge fear of commitment. Uh, the only commitment I have is my commitment to Jesus Christ. Mm. Are you Catholic? Uh, I'm Christian. All welcome here. You don't have to be Catholic to listen to, Re to Relevant Radio. I am curious how you reconcile um, what you say is being having interest and in interactions with men and and your faith. Um, you know, I think I think if uh, I think if if we weren't supposed to be attracted to men, I don't think God would have made him so pretty. You know. 
But you could say that about a lot of things. I could have a disordered relationship with ice cream or an animal and argue that they're attractive or tasty. That doesn't mean that I should have certain types of relations with them. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I think maybe maybe you and I have a little bit of a different stance on religion. I believe I do believe in God, and I believe God created beautiful things, and I think those beautiful things that He created were um, men and marijuana. Those are my two favorite things in this life, and I think God created them for us to enjoy and consume. So, Jack, I'd like to extend an invitation to you. I don't believe that people are gay. I think it's one thing to experience a same-sex attraction, but that doesn't mean you have to act on that same-sex attraction. There are a lot of things that we could experience that aren't good for us, even if we think that we'll experience some pleasure from it. But I think that I want to invite you that our Lord Jesus Christ calls us to chastity. He says marriage is between one man and one woman, and when he talks about that, he's talking also very importantly about sexual relationships. And I would hope and invite you into considering chastity. Anyone can experience a disordered attraction. I know that's hard to hear, but again, our Lord Jesus Christ calls us to relationships when they're sexual between one man and one woman. And chastity itself is a virtue. We're actually going to talk about that a little later. And I hope you'll stay with us. I don't know what your journey was to discovering Relevant Radio. I'm really glad that you called in and you were able to have this conversation. But again, your same-sex attraction doesn't define you, doesn't make you a gay man. You have the ability, you have the self-control. This is what being a human person is all about, that we have the ability, the capacity to love, and we have the intellect to freely choose something. Now, God is calling us to choose the right thing, but because of that human freedom, we do have the choice to choose otherwise. You're listening to Trending with Tim Ray here on Relevant Radio. Happy to take your questions. We're talking about marriage today on Trending. The number is 1-888-914-9149. So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's our weekly marriage hour, and we're talking about marriage. Perhaps you say you're not the marrying type or know someone who says that. I was fascinated by this topic because recently the news broke that Shakira and her beau of almost 12 years now, that is Gerard Piquet, that's right, the famous Barcelona football, soccer player, whatever you want to call it, depending on where you're from, that they have split, again, 12 years later, two children later. There's rumor that there was cheating involved on the side of Piquet. However, not confirmed. We don't know what happened there. But what I found fascinating is that they basically had this attitude of we're not the marrying type, even though they had two children and were in a relationship for 12 years almost. Uh, Shakira had said that she didn't want PK to see her as the wife, that she'd rather have him always see her as a girlfriend. She also said that she wanted to keep him on his toes. She wanted him to think that anything was possible depending on behavior. Well, I already explained a lot of this. Again, I think it's outright manipulative. It leads to the possibility of heartbreak, no commitment, broken relationships before your children because she has children, and it leads to the possibility of cheating. But here's what's interesting, and I want to talk about 
does marriage even matter? Because the bigger topic in our culture today that our culture is wrestling with. Now we could spend hours talking about this and maybe you have a specific question. I'm happy to take it. Or maybe you say you're not the marrying type. I would love to hear from you. The number is 1-888-914-9149. Here's the reality. Marriage provides a committed relationship, lifelong, provides protection for women from abuse in particular in a culture where we see this serial dating, these serial sexual relationships that are leading to a tremendous amount of heartbreak and physical damage. Let me just say that again. Physical damage in particular to women's bodies. The fallout of sexually transmitted diseases impacts women far far more than it does men, leading to everything as drastic as infertility and severe damage to their bodies, which no one's talking about the fallout from. Marriage provides protection for children, providing the right to their mother and father. And it provides duty and responsibility for men. That is purpose. Now, many today will say that they're not the marrying type or delay marriage till it seemingly will no longer disrupt the potential for fun and opportunity. I was just talking about a friend of ours that we have who said that he didn't plan on ever getting married until he was 30. Well, sure enough, he's about 31 and he's getting married now. But I find that fascinating because you can make this goal an ideal and grant, yes, it's a wonderful thing that this man is now on the road to being married. However, there's a tremendous amount of heartbreak, not just on your own part, but on the part of the women and men you date along the way. And the effort of swearing off marriage or saying you're not the marrying type until a certain age, well, what is that doing? It's leading to a number of wounds, again, sexually transmitted diseases, the fallout that we're seeing in the heartbreak, the depression and anxiety that we're seeing as a culture. But many other things also include the risk of abortion, the chemical and physical and emotional psychological fallout and impact of hormonal contraception. Now, it's fascinating. When we talk about delaying marriage or not being the marrying type, it used to be that people would just say they're sowing their wild oats and they'll settle down later. And sure, for some, that's the case. But sowing your oats in 2022 is not quite the same as it was 50 or 60 years ago. With so many people doing the same thing, widespread sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted infections are creating a far greater fallout for men and women, but particularly women. Inability to have children down the road, any number of health issues, even just talking about the reality of having to tell a partner or a future spouse about a highly contagious disease you have and hoping that they'll still marry you. And that's the reality of what's happening. This is why many people are giving up on love, giving up on marriage. This culture that says everything now, love lets live, you do you, whatever makes you happy isn't actually making people happy. But the question we have to answer is this. Does marriage even matter? Because that's ultimately the question people are asking. They're asking it without asking it. They're asking it by saying, I'm like Shakira. I'm not the marrying type. I'd rather always be viewed as a girlfriend over being the wife. 
I'd rather keep him on his toes, thinking that by doing so, by not committing to marriage, that you'll always have someone who has impeccable behavior and will stay and wait for you for forever. It's just not the case. So does marriage even matter? Well, I think it's interesting to start from the perspective of what vows do we take in the Catholic Church when we get married? Part of our marital vows include four things. That we freely are entering into a marriage. That we're giving ourselves totally and completely to the other person. Holding nothing back. No secrets. No hidden children. No hidden relationships. That we're totally giving ourselves. That we have the full intention and commitment of being faithful in this marriage, and that that faithfulness is so faithful it's permanent till death do us part. And fourth, that it's a fruitful relationship that is open to the new life that may come and be blessed, and that there's no nothing used, no means used to prevent a new life from coming about. And this is important. I think one way of summarizing these four dimensions of the marital vows of being free, total, faithful, and fruitful is that as Humana Vitae explains and clarifies, that is one of the teachings of the church that continues to expand upon what the church has always said, in back in the 60s, when Pope Paul VI wrote that every intimate act is meant to be for the good of the spouses and for the procreation and education of children. That's something good to be delighted in and enjoyed and to grow spouses, but it's also meant to be oriented toward children. That we're open to new human life. Nothing's being done to prevent children from coming about. And that openness to life, that fruitfulness, it is such an important part of the marital vow. Well, why is it so important? Well, I think today in our culture, We have this idea that marriage is meant to be bliss and easiness. And don't get me wrong, everyone wants bliss and easiness in their marriage. And there are wonderful moments of bliss and easiness. But the reality is, is that marriage is a vocation toward heaven. In our time here on earth, and we're going to get to this in a moment, Our time, and this is important that we understand this as people of faith because it will help us, dramatically help us within our marriages. Our time here on earth is a time of testing, of being forged in the fire, of proving our faith for our Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But why is all of this important? Well, God created the human person and he has a plan for us. Just like many people talk about having a plan for success, a business plan for their business, an owner's manual for a new car or a stove or a washing machine or whatever item you may have functioning in your home that you need, a computer. We have roadmaps to get places. Well, the reality is is that the human person was created by God and God has a blueprint for our lives too. Just like a washing machine, just like a car, just like a computer, just like any good business should have, just like any good business plan should have, there should be a plan for success. Well, 
We're human people created in the image and likeness of God, made for love and made to be with him. Of course, there's a blueprint for our lives. And part of that blueprint has to do with marriage. The human person was created and we read from the dawn of creation when God created our primordial parents, Adam and Eve. When we read Genesis chapters 1 and 2, we're reading our human anthropology. Yes, it's theology, but it's also anthropology. We're reading about the complementarity between man and woman, where God literally creates Eve. And there in Genesis chapter 2, the second version of understanding how God created the world, there we read that Adam has this moment of like, aha, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I'm created for you. You are created for me. Our bodies, yes, are like a key and a lock. There's this physical reality of the complementarity, but there's also a spiritual intellectual dimension that is earth shattering for Adam. He was created first and there he is alone in the garden looking at all of creation and he realizes I'm alone. You animals have this complementarity among you but it's not something I can share even though anatomically some people will try to argue that they can today. I know sick but that's how far we've come from blowing off what marriage is just because something might Fit doesn't mean it's right. And I'm sorry for the, for the vulgarity, but I mean, this is how far we've come. The human person was created for love. The human person has free will. The human person has this magnitude for sacrificial love, one of which no animal can partake in. And that is part of the aha moment that Adam had. I cannot just give myself to you. I can sacrifice for you. I can lay down my life for you. And isn't this what we read as the ideal for Christian marriage in Ephesians chapter 5 when St. Paul himself talks about how husbands are to love their wives as Christ did the church and he laid down his life for his bride. You want to know who you should marry? Who are you willing to die for, gentlemen? Ladies, you want to know someone who you should marry? Who's willing to die for you? Who's willing to lay it all down? His addiction, his money problems, his pride, his desire for a certain type of job that doesn't provide versus another? Who's willing to do that? Not only is this, there this complementarity from the dawn of creation, but God gives that edict to be fruitful and multiply. God creates the human person with intellect and free will. This is something very special to marriage and family life because that intellect and free will is what gives us the capacity to love. We can come to know something and freely choose it. And through that, that's how we are able to show life-giving, self-giving love as Christ did on the cross. It's one way we can. Again, it doesn't mean marriage is bliss and easiness. Many choose not to marry today because it is asking a lot, and that is marriage is asking a lot. It burdens people. It does. It binds people. And they don't want what they see as something that doesn't seem to be all bliss and easiness. But keeping to our faith, in the context of marriage, is important, though difficult. It's rewarding and fulfilling, though arduous. You see, from the dawn of creation, 
And I think this is important when it comes to talking about the difficulties in marriage. From the dawn of creation all the way to today, part of being a human person is to withstand a test. Adam and Eve had one thing, just don't eat from the tree in the center of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They struggled with that test. Abraham, the Akedah, where he's asked to sacrifice his only miraculous son. And he's willing to do it. He's willing to literally kill his kid. And he's willing to do that because God's asking him out of a test. God doesn't actually in the end ask him to do that because God never would and never will condone child sacrifice. But what he was asking is, Abraham, do you trust me? I know it's pretty morbid, and thankfully God doesn't ask all of us to go that far in our commitment to him. But what I'm trying to show is how important it is to understand from the dawn of creation to today, there's always a test, and this is a part of what it means to live life on earth. The Maccabee brothers, Jesus Christ himself, who, though God, still in his great sacrifice and his great love, had to consent in his humanity not just his divinity, but in his humanity, to the sacrifice he was going to make on Calvary. Peter was to be tested, ultimately dying a martyr's death. And trust me when I say Peter struggled with some of his tests. He denied Christ three times and didn't show up at the foot of the cross. Early churches peppered with this. If we read any of the New Testament, even looking to the Old Testament, the complementarities, St. Paul says the fire will test what sort of works each has done. Psalm 66 verse 10 says, For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. Proverbs 17.3 says, The Lord tests hearts. First Peter, that is our first pope, who again struggled with being tested, said, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. What he's saying is that in the end you will rejoice. God's reward is great. And you will even rejoice in the midst of the trial for having chosen God, for having chosen the better part, as Jesus Christ says of Mary. You see, this is the genuineness of our faith. St. Peter talks about how this is more precious than gold, and this is part of the testing all of us will go through. So to say today that marriage doesn't matter, to say that marriage, we don't want it because we just want bliss and easiness, is to deny the challenge ahead of us as human persons created in the image and likeness of God, created to be with him, but on a journey of being tried and tested of whether or not we can conform, and if we choose to live and be with Christ in heaven, that's the reality of it. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. We're talking about marriage today. We're also going to talk about the virtue of chastity, important before marriage, but also important in marriage. We're continuing our 12-part series on the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit, and chastity is one of them for all of us, whether married or unmarried. So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to our weekly marriage hour. Today on Trending, we're going to get to the virtue of chastity, which is one of the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit in our series on the fruits of the Holy Spirit we're walking through. 
chastity's for all of us, married or unmarried. I think for some reason people tend to think that once you marry, it's no longer pertinent to you, but all the more so, especially into the culture that we live in today. When talking about not being the marrying type and whether or not marriage matters, especially in light of the story about Shakira and her long-term 12-year baby daddy and partner that is a Barcelona star, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, Gerard Piquet. Uh, very interesting, again, them being not the marrying type, her wanting to keep him on his toes by not marrying him and never wanting to be considered his wife, but always viewed as the girlfriend. It, fascinating. If you didn't hear the full conversation, relevantradio.com forward slash trending to catch the podcast later, available every night after the show, as well as wherever you catch your podcast. Be sure to subscribe and maybe, who knows, share this episode with someone Someone you know and love who claims they're not the marrying type. Joining me now is Jimmy from Maui, Hawaii. Sounds beautiful. Jimmy, welcome to Trending. What's your common question today in relation to not being the marrying type? Oh, hi. Uh, well, um, I was just relating to your uh, to your program today. I uh, I personally had a story of being that guy that didn't want to. Uh, find a commitment and uh, or make a commitment with the mother of my child. So I'm mm. 45 now. This is when I was uh, in my 20s, early 20s. I guess I was 22. And we had a child together, and I did not commit, even though she made all these kind of uh, insinuations, you know, let's get married, it's happy to have a child, and I have a ring on my finger. And I ignored all that. And... Um, it took about a year after the child, after my son was born, that our relationship fell apart, and and uh, you know it's just uh, it it really got really bad because without that foundation of, of we got to stick it out, we're married, we both basically went our own ways, and our son was uh, raised in a broken home, and uh, you know that that definitely. Uh, could it could have really went really bad, but uh in the end uh we we got a lot of help from the grandparents um, and uh my son is doing good today, but I look back on that as as just a terrible thing the The mother of my child was a great woman and and um it definitely uh it definitely was a wrong decision on my part. Do you think it would have been better had you committed? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, it, 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 it was, I was young and I was definitely not a, a conservative guy. I, I was kind of like, just like you described it. I like to travel and I like to, to just do my own thing. And, uh, you know, the, the good thing is we had a child together and we didn't plan for that child. And, and we had our son, you know, we didn't, we didn't choose the, the terrible thing of an abortion, but, uh, um, we had the child and, and it took about six months and just the stresses of raising a child and not being prepared for it really took hold and, and we both parted away. But, uh, you know, I just Jimmy, you're a- speaking, yeah, you're speaking, Jimmy, I think to the fallout many people have where, They think, okay, well, I'm not going to make a commitment. I'm not the marrying type. The woman often is interested in a marriage, uh, wanting to get married. Like you said, the mother of your child was wanting, but you weren't there. You, You weren't willing to pony up and make that commitment. And it's 
interesting. Everything's always clear in hindsight often, but your testimony, I hope, speaks volumes to many young people, many young men who find themselves in that place saying, I'm only 20. I'm just in my 20s. I'm not ready to get married. But as you said, your child as a result was raised in a broken home with a lot of messy situation. Thank God your grandparents there and willing and able to step up and help raise your son. But Again, this speaks to the challenge we have as a culture of not wanting to commit. I was even fascinated earlier uh, to take that phone call from the man from Austria who shared that he was afraid of commitment, that he's afraid of commitment. And even, you know, coming from an experience of same-sex attraction and all of that, you know, he likes the new and the fresh relationships, the excitement of moving from one person to the next. And it's it's sad because at a certain point, that catches up with us where we realize what is a hedonistic lifestyle and that is a lifestyle based on our own pleasure. You can even argue not just our own pleasure, but our own comfort ultimately leads us to a path of heartbreak and heartbreak and harm for others. And this is the reality of the fallout of us ignoring whether or not marriage matters in the culture. And this is what we see in the story of Shakira and the fallout and breakup between Barcelona star Gerard Piquet. It's not just them. They have kids. They have friends. They have family members. They have their broken hearts of years of a relationship together. And when we choose not to commit to marriage or stick with marriages, this is the fallout. But this is what no one's telling the truth about. And this is what we're willing to do here on Trending, here on Relevant Radio. You're listening to Trending with Tim Marie. We're working our way through this 12-part series on the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit, remembering that God promised, Jesus Christ promised, before his death and even in his resurrection, before his ascension, that he would send the Holy Spirit, the advocate. He was literally saying, I'm going to give you the life of God to animate you, to work in you, to live out the commandments and the life I'm calling you to. What he's saying is that no matter our brokenness, no matter the mistakes we've made, he is fully and completely giving himself to us, giving us a third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And with that comes the gifts and the fruits and all the virtues of the life of God. And that is, in part, we've been talking about these 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. And today I want to talk about the virtue of chastity. Chastity, just to speak briefly to it, it's so important. We've been talking about it really all hour, but at the heart of it, understanding it's for people married and unmarried, spouses, single people, priests, religious sisters. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the catechism of the Catholic Church emphasizes that chastity is faithfulness to your vocation. It's a recognition, yes, of attractions that we all have, but it's a recognition of the virtue that we are capable of as human persons. Whether you experience any sort of ordered or disordered attraction, whether you're married or unmarried, struggling with interest in someone else when you're married to your spouse, what it calls for As St. John Paul II spoke of in Evangelium Vitae, he says, chastity is a virtue which fosters personal maturity and makes one capable of respecting, not just respecting others, but respecting ourselves. And with that, it helps in fostering healthy, wholesome relationships, unlike that which the culture upholds today in this attitude of 
not being the marrying type. You're listening to Trending with Tim Ray here on Relevant Radio. Thank you for joining me for our weekly marriage hour. This is Tim Ray from Trending with Tim Ray. Dr. Susan Caldwell, a fertility specialist and physician, is joining me Friday to take your questions. This is a resource you want in your back pocket for when you encounter someone who's struggling. IVF should never be an option. It harms women's bodies and participates in abortion in most instances. So join me Friday, 6 p.m. Central, Relevant Radio.